Hello T Crew and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Shot. Today we're going to be talking about all the trending topics all over social media and the internet and we're also going to be doing a deep dive into black bald music artists. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. All right, tea crew, let's get straight into the tea because as per usual, it is spilling over. So Kim Kardashian has been ordered to pay $1.26 million um, for a pump and dump crypto scam. So basically for those um, that are new to crypto or don't really understand it, cryptocurrency are like currencies that don't have any um address with them. They're usually used on the black web or when you really don't want to have a payment trail, cryptocurrencies are used for transactions like that. But they've also been used for people to make a lot of money because it's a new market and it's unstable. And so that way people are making more money as it fluctuates up and down, kind of riding the wave of different cryptocurrencies. Well, a lot of these cryptocurrencies that are coming out now are just absolute scams. And what they'll do is they'll hire celebrities to be the face of the cryptocurrency. Um, and then they get people to buy them because they have massive followings. They make all their money either directly from the company or from buying stock when it, you know, buying the cryptocurrency when the value is super low. And then all of their celebrity, all their fans, other celebrities also buy into this currency and it pumps the value of the currency up. And then when that happens, the uh, celebrities get out, they make a ton of money. They probably also get paid just for advertising it, even if it doesn't make a ton of money. And then the people that get left holding the bag are the regular people who kind of just bought the currency off of the back of their favorite celebrity. It's terrible because they know that these cryptocurrencies are not really going to make any money in the long run and they just do it as a quick cash grab. And it's really nothing that they know is certain about doing this and especially for Kim because you know love me some Kimmy cakes we always try to give her a fair shake when we report on her but at the end of the day Kim does a lot of cash grabs if there's a way to make money Kim she's just like her mom she's Chris's daughter for sure she will do a cash grab and it doesn't matter she's not thinking about all of her millions of fans that are looking at these items that she's selling or this currency that she's selling, as long as she gets paid upfront to do the advertisement, she doesn't seem to care what she's promoting as long as the bag is right. So I think they really should start going after these celebrities because they have the opportunity to make a quick buck. I think people on Twitch, different gamers and stuff, um, they've been kind of behind these fake cryptocurrencies. I know Logan Paul had one. Um, just everyone that's been involved with these coins, like one of them was even for like the support of like kids and like helping kids, um, and some type of weird cryptocurrency. That's also a charity. A lot of them got wrapped up like YouTubers, gamers got wrapped up in that one. I think it was called like save the children coin or something like that. 
a lot of them got wrapped up in that one and that was also a complete scam. So I would just say, be careful. Don't invest your money into anything that's unstable, especially if you're not experienced in that kind of thing. I don't want any of the T crew to get scammed or lose money. Um, but I'm glad that they're finally starting to put some fines on them. And, you know, uh, 1.26 million is definitely going to make her think next time before she just does a quick cash grab without thinking about her fans and supporters. I think this will definitely give the impact that they want <laughs> for people to stay away from these scams, stop promoting them, stop taking money to promote them, stop trying to push them off on your followers and supporters and let people trade honestly like they've been doing. If you find a currency that you think is really doing something and that the um, earnings are looking stable over months, not weeks, um, and you want to get into that, then I'd be like, yeah, I mean, go for it. Like you have, we, in this day and time with inflation and stuff, we have to find different outlets and different ways to make money. You know, one income is not going to do it. So I can completely understand that part of it, but for the rest of it, you really just cannot, I mean, sometimes stocks and cryptocurrencies and stuff like that go to the moon and you make a lot of money but sometimes they you know drop so bad that you lose everything and it really is a gamble so you have to kind of make an educated guess all right let's move into the next topic this is pretty interesting so danny lay um it came out last week that she held b simone off of her wild and out episode now b simone is a longtime cast member of wild and out but from what I can tell, because it's like an improv show, every cast member doesn't do every episode. Because I was wondering, like, Jason Lee always talks about working for a while and out. And I'm like, I never see him on there. But it's because you can do, you know, the seasons are very long. You can do three or four episodes as a cast member and be considered a cast member. You don't have to do every single episode. But B. Simone is on most episodes um, as a regular cast member on the show. And Danny Lay asked her to not be on the show because of whatever relationship that she had with the baby. So I don't know if it was just because, you know, B. Simone loves the baby. She's always talking about the baby and that's her celebrity crush and everything like that. So they did a music video together, but I don't know if Danny Lay held her off because of the music video or because she thinks they really had a relationship outside of that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but she held her off the episode. Now, people gave her a lot of um, feedback on this and told her that it was wrong. They fired back at her saying that like, you're keep, like, keeping people off the job when you know you had a cheating um, partner and he cheated with other people, not just B. Simone, if he did, um, that he was just a cheater overall. So why are you stopping her bag because of his cheating when you knew he was cheating? Now, Danny Lay did respond to this. She said, you know, if it wasn't really a big deal, then why is, you know, we're getting all this press and things like that. Other castmates came to the situation and they were just like, this happened a while ago because of course they have to tape in advance that this happened a while ago and they're just trying to bring it up for like new drama and stuff like that. This is water under the bridge. B. Simone was in several episodes I'm sure of each season of Wild and Out you know missing one episode wasn't gonna break her and things like that which is basically what I said and then you know B. Simone came out publicly supporting the baby and some other things that we're gonna get into in the episode later but 
when she came out supporting the baby after he referenced Megan the Stallion in his new song Boogeyman and also put a Megan the Stallion lookalike in the video, I was just like, okay, B Simone, like whatever happens to you happens to you. Like you're still supporting this man for that. Nobody cares what happens. But Another woman has come forward, Kendra G of the Chicago radio host. She also hosts a really popular singles live um, that comes on most weekends where she gets singles up on her live and she tries to find them somebody. Um, So she also does that. But she talks about Danny Lay wanting her to be pulled from her own radio show. And because of it, the interview was actually scrapped. So Kendra G is a radio host out of Chicago. She hosts a radio show, but I guess she also has co-hosts that host the show with her. And because there were other co-hosts and stuff like that that are on the show, Danny Lay asked that Kendra G not be on her episode, that Kendra G uh, be removed from her episode and she would do the show with the remaining co-hosts. Now, because of this, Kendra was like, well, if she doesn't want to meet with me, then we don't have to do the interview because this is my show, which makes a lot of sense. But it just seems like this is a pattern for Danny Lay after the whole situation with the baby and her baby being shown on live and, you know, just everything that went down um, with them earlier this year, right after she had her child, they got into a very bad argument on Facebook Live. The police were called um, and she basically just talked about how there was a lot of things going on in their relationship. There was a lot of cheating. There was a lot of back and forth. The baby, you know, said she was never my girlfriend. She was just a girl I was with and then she got pregnant. So it was just a lot of back and forth between the two of them. So I could understand like why she doesn't want to address these questions, but these are questions that are going to come up because you were dating somebody in the public eye. You both are public figures. Whatever happened was done on Instagram live for the entire world to see then your brother fought him in a bowling alley and Zeus happened to be there recording everything and getting pictures for one of their shows which is like a separate thing but this has really been in the media a lot so it's something that you're going to have to address I know Danny Lay has put out a record about it and done like a music video about it and all this stuff but This is something you're not going to be able to get away from your association with this man. You have a child with him and it's just, it's par for the territory. Like you can't come onto a radio show, promote your projects and then ask certain people to be left off anyone who has anything to do with your baby's father. Like that is starting to be a little bit much, especially because no offense to Danny Lay, she's not really a celebrity that's big enough to be making these kind of requests. You want to get your music out there. You want people to hear your music. You want to be on the radio. You have to make nice with radio hosts. You want people to see your face. You want to stay relevant. You have to make nice with popular TV shows. You know, Wild and Out has been on for many seasons. A lot of different celebrities go on there. And, you know, you go on there, you do something funny or somebody says something funny to you. It's a viral clip. And now, you know, you're in the media for a couple, you know, more cycles, a week or two weeks or whatever. So these are all important tools for artists that are really trying to keep their name and their face out there. You can't just, you know, be going back and forth with people over your baby's dad. Address it, address it quickly, answer the questions. And then if they keep harping on it, you have the right to say, yeah, I'm not really going to speak about that anymore and move on. Um, 
but you really can't say you're not going to, you want certain people removed every time you go to a different platform because you feel some type of way about the questions that they're going to ask about the baby. Like you knew who the baby was when you had a baby with the baby. We try to tell you, but a yellow bone is what he want. And now you want to run around stopping everybody's back. This is the problem, Danny Lake. This is why people are coming for you. We want to root for you. I want to root for her. I felt terrible. And that live situation happened because I never really, you know, cared for her after the yellow bone comment, but I will always support women. And in that moment, you could just tell she was crying out as a woman, as a mother. She had a four month old. He was wilding. They were calling the cops. There was just a lot of things that were transpiring in that moment. And I did feel for her, but it just seems like it just keeps adding on, keeps adding on, keeps adding on. Like you're a talented girl, but some people really need that artist development more than others. And I think she's somebody that would definitely benefit from that. So I don't know, but let's move on to the next topic. Um, paid blog posts and not be, and them not being labeled as ads. So basically last week, something happened between, uh, Glorilla and Nicki Minaj. I really don't want to get into it that much, but what happened was Glorilla had gotten a statistic from, Apple Music, whatever whatever platform, and they wanted a post to be put up by the Neighborhood Talk. So the Neighborhood Talk put up the post. I guess they paid whatever they're supposed to pay. The post was put up and then immediately Nicki Minaj fans went under the post and they were like, this, this stat is actually incorrect. The statistic was showing that Gorilla and Cardi B had the most listened to song in the le- like the least amount of time, but actually Nicki Minaj had held that record for Freaky Girl. So, or maybe it was another song, but it was definitely a Nicki Minaj song. So... The girls were mad and then um, the owner of Neighborhood Talk, Kyle, basically said this was an ad. And the reason why we didn't fact check to make sure that the statistics were right is because this is an ad that was given to us and we posted it. Now, my only thing about this is I know blogs do this all day, every day. It helps people find new music, helps people find new products. But when you look at other influence page or you look at other pages where it's an ad, it has to be labeled clearly as an ad. And lately I've been noticing that certain stories that are coming off really favorable to the artists look like ads that are not being posted as ads. For example, all the Zeus shows. Zeus is known for paying the blogs to post their shows and post what's going on on their shows. And these are never labeled as ads. When you advertise on Instagram, you have to label that, um, you have to label those posts as ads, even as, you know, a digital creator, a really small digital creator, but a digital creator myself, if I ever work with someone or I partner with someone, someone pays me to put ads in my podcast, I have to put that partner branded content on the post and I have to put that partner there for transparency reasons. These blogs are not doing that. It's happening all the time because I also noticed some Tory Lane stories. Tory Lane's and Iggy Azalea, they're not really a hot couple. People aren't really talking about them, but they're always getting posted in the blogs because they're paying the blogs to post 
favorable stories about the two of them and their new relationship. And I just want to know in the comments, like, what do you guys, I'm going to probably post this snippet. What do you guys think about this? Like, does this bother you as a, as people that follow these blogs and, and like to look at the news or like to look at the gossip or whatever they post, or does it not bother you? Do you not care that they're not posting these as ads? You know, if you feel like they should be able to get their bag and not post it as ads, does that bother you? I just really want to know. Cause I feel like it kind of bothers me because I like to repost them, you know, share them with you guys and stuff like that. But I feel some type of way that they're not telling us that these are paid ads, not hot topics. Like it's not something people are talking about. These celebrities are paying them or even the labels are paying them to get these stories up there. And I just feel like these aren't the stories that we want to see. These are stories that they're pushing in front of us because they're getting paid. Give us the hot stories. Give us the stories that are really hot and trending. You know what I mean? So please, please, please on this one, let me know what you think in the comments. I'm really going to try to push and see what you guys' responses are, because I really want to know if you don't care, then it is what it is. But if you do care, I just wonder what Instagram is going to do about this because it's a really, really widespread problem. All right, let's get into the next topic here. Family YouTubers D and Z family are under fire for possibly faking um, their mom being abandoned in Hurricane Ian. Oh, this was crazy. So, you know, shouts out to all those in Florida right now, especially those affected by Hurricane Ian. I know some families have been without power for almost a week and they're just getting power restored now. Um, and for those that don't know, Hurricane Ian touched down Wednesday, Thursday and Friday in Florida. And then it moved up to the southeast as far as like Raleigh and North Carolina and such like that. Um, you know, and of course our prayers go out to all the victims, all those that, um, were affected by the storm. I know last year we got hit hard by Ida here in New Jersey and it was definitely very scary. It was not, you know, I hate to see jokes and stuff about it because I know personally how scary that was for us and we just had minimal flooding, but I know that it's a really, really scary thing. So just shout out to all of you guys. I hope everything is working out. Hope your FEMA claims go through quickly. I hope your insurance claims go through whatever you got going on so you can rebuild and get back to normalcy. Anywho, this family of YouTubers, DNZ family are under fire because it looks like by the clip that went viral, that one of the YouTubers, the father of the YouTube family, had his mother outside running towards his Jeep and then getting in the car saying that she was abandoned and stuff like that in the flood. Now it looked very staged to a lot of people and they really, you know, they, the family was under fire. Like people were saying people died in this hurricane. People lost family members. People lost, you know, their life's work. They lost photo albums. They lost all types of things in this hurricane and then the flood after the hurricane for you to be making jokes about it or to be staging an event. Well, it got so bad that the family actually had to do a full statement on their YouTube, basically explaining the situation that happened. So what ended up happening is there was, I won't go into all the details, but the family were moving their cars to higher ground. If you've ever been involved in hurricanes or flooding, the lower areas where you can park your cars will get flooded and the cars will get ruined. So in these circumstances, people do move their cars to higher ground to make sure that the cars will be okay after the flood. And then they, you know, come and pick them up after the flood. He dropped his mother off to, um, she, he dropped his mother off to a lot that has a higher, 
you know, elevation. She was walking back down, I guess, to meet them or no, she was supposed to go get her car. She was walking back down to get the car and there was still a lot of flooding and she wasn't able to get her car. And that because the power is out and the power lines are down, it was hard for her to get in communication with her son. So they were posting different TikToks like, where's my son? Where's my son? Can somebody let my son know I'm over here? And then the son was posting, can somebody, I'm going to post this if somebody could pass this on to my mom or whatever. So they ended up finding her and she was fine. But she did say, you know, I'm a 41 year old woman. Like I'm not with these YouTube games. I wouldn't have allowed myself to be used in this situation if it wasn't a real situation. After seeing all the evidence, I do feel like this was a real situation. I don't feel like they were faking for the cameras, but like he even said in his own words, we're YouTubers, everything is content. And I think in this situation, using this as content really, really damaged your brand. Because if you're trying to reach out to your mom, that's one thing, but they continued vlogging the entire time. So they're driving around, they're vlogging, trying to find his mom. When they actually found his mom, they continued the vlog. So you're, you know, you're doing it for views. And when people have lost family members and it is a really urgent situation, it's just, it's kind of a mockery to use that for content. But again, YouTubing as a family is everything is content. And I think that's the bottom line. That's the problem that we really got to get away from this. Everything is content thing because it's really getting to be too much. (laughs) It really is. All right. And then the last topic here, Chloe Bailey revealed that her upcoming single for the night is about her ex Gunna. And she also says there's no need for her to be screaming free Gunna at every opportunity because she supports him in real life. Now, we all know Chloe Bailey and Gunna had a little thing. It didn't seem to last that long. Um, But they obviously from this post, they remain cool. Um, And she's also coming out with a new song for the night. And they only have a snippet of it. But it's basically, you know, just about a girl singing a song about wanting to be with someone, but not forever. You know, we could do something for the night, but I'm not looking for anything long term. Um, And she said, you know, hopefully revealing a little tea about the record that it's about Gunna will help with streams. Um, And that, you know, she supports him behind closed doors and, you know, she wants the best for him, which I feel like is normal. I think she got a bad rap because she kind of exited his life as like right when he was, um, getting indicted and about to be arrested for this Rico case. But apparently it, you know, their breakup had nothing to do with that, that they were kind of already not seeing eye to eye. Um, and they were just having fun. They weren't really that serious as a couple, but that they are good friends and she does support him. So we like to see that. All right, everyone, this has been this week's trending topics. Stay tuned for our sports report. Hello, hello, hello out there. This is J-Rob with the sports update. Today, I will be covering week four of the NFL regular season. So, let's get started. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey caught nine passes for 92 yards and one touchdown. The Green Bay Packers defeated the New England Patriots. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers threw his 500th career touchdown pass. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Carolina Panthers. The Cardinals outscored the Panthers 23-6 in the second half. The Las Vegas Raiders defeated the Denver Broncos. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs 
had 28 carries for 144 yards and two touchdowns. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Eagles defense forced five turnovers in this game, four fumbles and one interception. The Seattle Seahawks defeated the Detroit Lions. A combined 93 points were scored in this contest. The Lions scored 22 points in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't enough to win the game. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Miami Dolphins. Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins caught seven passes for 124 yards and one touchdown. The Minnesota Vikings defeated the New Orleans Saints. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson caught 10 passes for 147 yards. This game was held in London, England. The Buffalo Bills beat the Baltimore Ravens. The Bills defense shut out the Ravens offense in the second half. The Dallas Cowboys defeated the Washington Commanders. Cowboys quarterback Cooper Rush completed 15 passes for 223 yards and two touchdowns. The Tennessee Titans beat the Indianapolis Colts. Titans running back Derrick Henry had 22 carries for 114 yards and one touchdown. The Atlanta Falcons defeated the Cleveland Browns. A Falcons place kicker Young Hoku kicked the game-winning field goal with 2 minutes and 33 seconds left in the fourth quarter. The New York Jets beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Jets are now 2-0 on the road this season. The New York Giants defeated the Chicago Bears. The Giants defense did not allow the Bears offense to score a touchdown in this game. And finally, the LA Chargers beat the Houston Texans. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert completed 27 passes for 340 yards and two touchdowns. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an amazing week. Okay, T-Crew, this is my favorite part of the podcast, the deep dive. And today we're going to be talking about Apple playlists and Spotify playlists. And are they being used to blackball artists? So Apple and Spotify create these playlists every Friday that have new music on them. And these playlists are generally songs from all different genres, all different artists. And they're just the hottest songs that have come out that Friday for people that are looking for new music, but not particularly a style or one person. They just want to hear everything out that's new. Now, these songs generally get a bump in plays because they're heavily recommended by Apple and Spotify. And because there's only usually like 20 or so songs on this list, every single song is usually listened to. Um, and it really gives them a little push to get their music out there. Now, generally, these lists are created by people that are already stars. They're not breakout, you know, stars unless there's something that's like there's been like a swirl around the song and people are expecting it to come out. But generally, it's well-known artists. They put together this playlist and this is just people already know these artists. They just want to see what it is that's new that this artist has put out. But now it's they're being accused of these playlists not including certain um 
high selling artists that would normally be put onto these playlists that are no longer being put onto these playlists. And if that's be, that's a way of them being able to blackball these artists. So what we're really talking about here is, are these playlists being used as a tool to make sure that these artists do not sell as well as they, as they've sold previously. Now the baby has come up as an example of this. His last project sold about 124, hundred thousand copies. And this new project is only slated to sell about 20,000 copies. I mean, give or take, some people are saying 16, some people are saying 20. I think we'll get the final numbers tonight, but I'm recording this podcast before that. So we don't have the final numbers yet, but he's projected to hit, you know, a little closer to 20 now, because what'll happen is when an artist comes in with a low number count, their fans will then go and try to stream the album and get the numbers up. So he's coming in uh, about 16, but I say by the end of it, probably 20 to 25,000 records. But that's an extreme decline from what he sold on his last album. Now, according to the research and what people have looked into and done on this topic, the baby was included in past playlists, but he's no longer being included in these playlists anymore. And he's calling himself the blackballed baby. But other people have said things like this, you know, R. Kelly's music has been removed from Spotify playlists and they've been generally removing some artists from playlists as they become problematic. But at the end of the day, I think Spotify decided that they're not going to do that because there's so many artists that could be potentially problematic that they're just going to let people decide what they want to put into their playlist. And they've just made you know, their playlists generally just shorter (laughs) and, you know, barely including different artists, but you can go and make your own playlists and stuff. The music is still available. Honestly, I can see the argument for this, but I will say because of how they set up these playlists, I really do not think a playlist has the ability to blackball an artist. A lot of times when I'm looking for new music, I already know the artists that I want to listen to and that they're putting new music out. I don't need a playlist to kind of tell me what new music is out. So I feel like that could be for like new music fans or people that are a little more indecisive. But if you're going into an Apple or a Spotify, I would say generally you already know what music you want to listen to and you're going into that app to listen to it. So the fact that they may not be on a certain playlist, if you, but the baby also dropped this album with no notice. So he dropped this album. He spilled this tea on Megan the Stallion that he and her had a sexual relationship or whatever. And then he used her likeness in his boogeyman video along with lyrics, you know, talking about her on the boogeyman track. And he thought that was going to be enough to sell the album. And it just wasn't. I don't think Apple blackballed him. I don't think Spotify blackballed him. I think he basically blackballed himself by always being in drama, um, offending the LGBT community, offending women, you know, just being hyper violent all the time. He's always involved in some type of beat down or assault charge. He killed somebody at a Walmart. I mean, he's just never been a great character. And I think people have been able to look beyond that because they really like the music. But now that he doesn't have a hit out, 
I think it's just coming back around. Like everything is full circle coming back around. Even if you have drama associated with your album, if you don't have a hit associated with your album, it's likely not going to sell. We haven't heard anything about him except him fighting with his baby mom, Danny Lay, or him fighting with his ex before previous to Danny Lay, Mimi, or him beating somebody up in a parking lot. You, it's never good news when it comes to the baby. And I think it's just finally catching up with him. Now, Apple playlists and Spotify playlists, some people would say, you know, they're giving favoritism to a certain type of artist. And they might be, you know, we really have to remember these are private companies that sell a public product. They do not have to cater to everybody's wants and needs. They're going to go generally by the artists that are most popular and then the artists that they want to highlight. Because like I said, these songs normally do get a bump in popularity and kind of a jump start on being charting on the, you know, Apple or charting on Spotify that week if a lot of people listen to their songs in the first day. So is it desirable to go on these playlists? Absolutely. But are they actually blackballing people from not being on these playlists? I don't think so. If you're a baby fan, you found out via his Instagram, via his social medias that he had put out an album you're going to log into Apple, you're going to log into Spotify, and you're going to listen to the album. If you're not a fan of his, you're going to pass it by. Also, we have to remember that bots can be purchased when you see someone really getting high up in billboard and stuff, but you're like wondering how they were able to do that. A lot of times it's bots and that's why billboard considers streams. They consider YouTube plays, but they also consider like physical purchases because that is a good indication because you can't get a bot to go buy an album or, you know, pay to download an album that becomes, you know, more tricky, but you can get them to actually stream it. That's why billboard doesn't only consider streams when they consider the top records because streams can be purchased by bot farms. We did an episode about that a while ago in season two, but if you didn't, if you didn't listen to it, it's definitely a good episode to listen to because it tells you how some of these record labels are creating fake streams to push their artists up in the, in the, um, charts to get them more, more, more buzz, to get me people talking about them more. This is definitely something that they do all the time. But I think anything can be used as an excuse when you're just not selling the way you used to. People are very fickle. They'll love your music one day. They'll love you as an artist one day. And the next day they just can't be bothered. So I think people have to also realize that. When you think about these things, like, yes, are they pushing his music less than they did before? Sure. But you dropping an unannounced album, you're not Beyonce. Very few artists can drop an album unannounced and have it perform as well as another album that was announced. That's just something that definitely happens. And in the music industry, you can get humbled really quickly by thinking that you're bigger than you actually are as an artist or that your fans are as engaged as you think they are as an artist, especially if you've been away for a while. So, I mean, can't be sure, but my personal opinion, I don't think that it's blackballing people. And I think that Apple and um, Spotify have every right to pick whoever they want for their um new music pod new, new music playlist 
and that people would understand that it's a new music playlist picked by these people. It's not the end all be all. It's not every single new song that came out that day because that would be impossible and that wouldn't be a playlist. It would just be album after album list in ABC order and you would just go through and look at it. So they're picking and they're curating different things for their subscribers to listen to a different mix of all types of music and artists that came out that day. If you want to listen to the new music that came out on Friday, but every artist isn't going to be included, especially if you drop your album as a surprise, they may have had that playlist pre-made (laughs) for artists that they knew were coming out that people were going to be interested in. If nobody's interested in you, because in addition to the album not selling, he's also not being able to sell out stadiums either. So it may be a combination of the two, but I definitely don't think that it's just Apple and it's just Spotify as the reason why some of these artists are being quote unquote blackballed and selling less. You're just selling less. At the end of the day, you need to engage your fans. You need to clean up your behavior, treat your baby moms right, (laughs) and see if those album sales will go up. You know what I mean? Like even Croy LeRae didn't sell. She's hot on TikTok. She's all over social media. She got her little cute music videos and stuff going on and she still wasn't able to sell. So sometimes you just don't sell and that's just it. Everybody pushed her album. She was on the Apple playlist and Spotify playlist and her album still didn't do well. So if they don't have the power to make an album do well, how do they have the power to blackball an album? You got to think about all these things. You can't just go with these narratives because now I see people saying, oh, that's not right what they're doing to the baby. Really, Meek? You got something to say about it? You better make sure your next project, let me stop. (laughs) Okay, everybody. Okay. This has been the deep dive. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, T-Crew, we've reached my least favorite part of the podcast, the end where I have to say goodbye to you. I just want to thank everyone for sharing, listening to the podcast, reposting the clips, um, going on to our Facebook page and liking and sharing reels. That Facebook page is monetized. So please go to the Tea Talk with Shah Facebook page, like a reel, share a reel. It really, really helps. Um, because it is monetized and that money goes directly to supporting the podcast so I can get, you know, new equipment and just new topics and really spend more time and effort on the podcast, making it better and better for you guys each week. Um, as always convict the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until they are fully convicted and behind bars and Brianna gets the justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.